0: NRL Rewind, hosted by Matt Namofsky. Hello NRL fans and welcome back to the NRL Rewind podcast. I'm your host Matt Namofsky and welcome back to Round 11 Preview where we'll be going through the team list Tuesday for all Round 11 matchups and a quick preview of each game. Going solo tonight thanks to the boys who've been on the last couple of pods, hoping to get a bunch of them back on soon. We've also got a super coach five-round check-in and our Queensland origin team predictions. So we have got quite a bit coming up on the channel. So please keep it posted and listen to all the episodes. Let's dive straight into it, guys. First game of the round from Queensland Country Bank Stadium in Townsville. It's the North Queensland Cowboys hosting the Newcastle Knights. For the Cowboys, Cohen Hess is ruled out with an HIA. So Tom Gilbert moves into the starting side. Helium Lukey is the new man on the bench to make his debut. Ben Condon, the supercoach cheapy, has been omitted from the squad. So it looks like he's out altogether out of the starting 17 for Todd Payton. For the Knights, quite a few changes. So last time we spoke, Caelan Ponga was ruled out late for Magic Round. He is still not back, so Tex Hoy retains the fullback spot. Bradman Bess has been ruled out late Wednesday due to a hamstring injury. Looks like he's going to be about two to four weeks out. So that pushes Kurt Mann into the centers. Phoenix Crossland goes from the halfback to the 5'8 slot. And Blake Green returns from a re- injury at halfback. Hymel Hunt has been sidelined, so Brayden Musgrove takes his spot. And an interesting note: the Knights have not won in Townsville since 2015, and has only won one of their past 15 games in Queensland. It's going to be an extremely tall order here for the Newcastle Knights. They were humbled again in Magic Roundup against the Tigers. We spoke about it in the Round Ten review pod. Without Kalum Honga, this is looking like a very ordinary team. A lot of the things that we thought would go well in this team has just not happened, you know. This forward pack hasn't been many injuries. Fitzgibbon has come back, but just looks very disjointed. You know, David Klemmer, I'm waiting. I was really hoping for a big season from him. and just hasn't really hit that yet. Daniel Saifidi waiting to hit his form. So there's a lot of things here that are just a lot of question marks without Kalen Ponga. Uh, Kurt Mann in the centres, I don't mind that, you know. It gives them three playmakers on the field at once. So Crossland and Green can kind of organize and shift, but you do have Kurt Mann who can come in. Tex Hoy is the man here, you know. A really, really good A uh, couple of games last year when he deputized and has just not really had a break of game, you know. Ponga missed the first couple of rounds of the year. Obviously missed last week as well, but Tex Hoy is just not able to put his stamp on the game like a lot of the people thought he would. So I'm really looking for Tex Hoy here because this is a this is a big game here for Newcastle. If They can't get over here. They're going, to be in some str- they're going to be in some strife here, so I expect T- Tex Hoyer to come out and have a big game. Kurt to have a big game, but to me, this is all going to ride on Jade Braley. He's been fantastic out of dummy half so far this season. Just really needs to keep keep it going, you know. Connor Watson will come and slide into that thirteen jersey at some point. Them two darting in and out of dummy half. I really want to see that because right now they're looking for answers. You know, Bradman best probably one of their best strike weapons is gone. Kalen Ponga obviously not there. So Newcastle's up against it and they're versing a re- reinvigorated Cowboys side, you know. Lost handedly to the Roosters last week, but they put up a huge fight. And if you think about the Cowboys from early on in the season, they would have got blown out against the t- against the Roosters. So improved signs for Todd Payton's side here. Looking at their side, they're able to keep their one to seven as is. I love Tom Gilbert coming into the starting lineup. There was huge reps before the season started. Got injured. He's been coming back, so it looks like he's on a really nowy spot down here in the starting front row next to Jordan McLean. Jason Tom those minutes are rising and keeping around that point where we all thought it would before the start of the season. This is a great matchup for him. If this Newcastle four-pack isn't really going to sniff around and play like that we thought that they would, this is a game where Jason Tom can really come in here and have a bit of a game. To me, the two back roles for the Cowboys is where the damage will be done this round, Shane Wright and Mitch Dunn. I really think against some of those edges, you know, they can line up against our Fitzgibbon, a Tuala and a Man, and really start to work them over. I think they're going to have a lot of success. We've seen Scott Drinkwater and Jake Clifford have formed a very nice partnership there. Scott Drinkwater playing outstanding footy this season. Val Holmes obviously at the back. And the, the hooker combination that we, you know, I made a couple of comments early in the season. Robson and Granville just doing their thing. So going to be very, very interesting. This is a good game. I, I will be watching it intently because there are a couple of Cowboys I really like. I want to see how this Newcastle side responds because Adam O'Brien's running out of time. We're round 11 now. They really need to get a kick on here, Newcastle, because they will be affected during Origin, obviously with Caelan Ponga, possibly Daniel Saifidi, possibly Tyson Frazel. So they've got to get a bit of a roll on here because they can't let some of these games slip. So that's definitely one to look out for. I will pick the Cowboys in this game, probably 10 to 12 points. I think they will do it pretty handily. That that home crowd will get them over the line. And again, the, the the missing Kalen Ponga and Bradman Best in the same round is going to be pretty crucial in attack. So unless we see a big Tex Hoy and Kurt Mann game, I think we're going to see the Cowboys get up by two converted tries. Move on to the first Friday game. It's the New Zealand Warriors hosting the West Tigers from uh, Central Coast Stadium in Gosford. For the Warriors, Josh Curran, who's had a great uh, start to the footy since he's been back. He's out for at least a month with a hyperextended right elbow. Rocco Berry fouled his HIA, so he's out. So Marcelo Montoya moves into Rocco Berry's wing spot. Kate Evans moves into the starting front row, which Jazz Tavanga moving back to the bench. Jack Murchie also gets a run in the back row as Bailey Sirenen is out. For the West Tigers, they're 1-17. So Adam Dewey retains the center spot. Moses Mboy retains the 5-8 spot. Looks like Russell Packer is about a week away, and James Roberts at least another one as well. This is an interesting game, and probably if you're looking at, you know, games around besides the last one. I think this has a great chance to be a very entertaining 34-32 type of game. The Tigers, you know, they're the up and down team, you know, can never tip them right, but. You know, we, we kinda of laughed at Madge and, you know, Johnny made a very good point in the in the review pod for round ten. You know, all the all the things that he did really struck a chord, you know. Joey LeLu come back into the side with Adam Dewey in the centers. I don't mind that centre combination. Tommy Talad just looks so much better on the wing, especially when he's got a guy inside him that can give him some good ball. Luke Books and Moses M. not the most flash half combination, but they do the job in you're giving Jock Madden minutes. You know, I look at this bench right now. You know, Jock Madden, Sean Bloor, Alex Safar, and Thomas McKellie. I do like that bench. Just a lot of youth, a lot of getting some game time and experience. I do like it, you know. Jacob Little, you know, and everyone who's been listening to this podcast since day one knows I'm on the Jacob Little bandwagon. I just think he, he's an upgrade over Jacob Simpkin. Jacob Simpkin will be a good player. But to me, um, Jacob Little, you know, he's been injured. Give him a good run. This Tiger side starting to out in a bit of form, and. As we say that they're probably gonna lose here and then the heat will be a turnover match Maguire, but you know, if some of the players here can really keep their form going, you know. Adam Dewey, if we if we're looking at, you know, if there's an all NBA or, or NRL team or a top five for the MVP, you know, I shudder to think what this Tigers team would look like if Adam Dewey wasn't in the side. That's how well he is playing. So you know, Dane Laurie at the back, Moses Mbai at the six doing okay, you know, they can get around here. And this is a team they're versing here in the, the Warriors who are facing a little bit of an identity crisis to me. We saw, you know, Reese Walsh is on the bench again this round, but when he came on last week, he sparked that comeback. And it's such a tough call what you do with Roger Tuivasa-Shek. do you leave him at the back? Do you put him on the wing? You, you know, there was calls during the game to put him at lock. Because I, I, to me, Reese Walsh needs to play 80 here. And, you know, whether you put Nick Reem or Harris Abidi into the 9... Reese Walsh into the 6. Tuvasa Shek into the 6. I'm not sure what it is, but they've got to get their best 17 on the park. And right now, Reese Walsh is on the bench and you're losing minutes having one of your best players on the field. Looking at the rest of his side, you know, Harris Davida had a very good game in his first game back. Looked very strong in defense, in attack. You know, him and Nick Rima are starting to form that combination again. Ewan Aiken, his first game back. Found out a couple of times by Parramatta. But again, you know, I do like they've been able to switch the sides now. So he is with Mamalo. And you've got Montoya and Pompey on the other side. The forward pack to me is still a little bit of a question mark. You know, Jeneet, Tua, Brown, Kane Evans, Jack Murchie, Ben Murdock, Masilla in the front row. Obviously got Tohu at 13. But, you know, Adolf and Neil Blake can't come back soon enough. It looks like around 12 to 13 return for him. And like I said, that won't come soon enough. So, how I think this game is going to go. Look, I like I said, I think it's going to be high scoring. I've got the Tigers winning here by 6. Like I said, it could be anywhere from, you know, 34-28 in that type of range because... I just think these two teams are going to attack and, you know, haven't got the strongest defense in the comp. You know, the Warriors have shown they can really turn out in spurts. But I just think, like I said, the Tigers, you know, they've, the, the their attack was never going to be the issue this season. They have a lot of strike out there, especially having Dane Laurie at the back. And, you know, having a guy like Adam Dewey there who can drift in a little bit. So I, I think they're going to go back to back here. I think the Warriors, you know... They came back a little bit here, but until they can get their best players on the park, I can't trust them in a game, because if they bring him on around that 35-minute mark, you're just losing, and you saw how Parramatta jumped them last week. They've got to get off to a good start here. And Tuvasa Shek, obviously one of the best fullbacks in the world. There's no denying that. If you look at the two players right now in their career, Roger is much better than Reese Walsh. That's, that's undeniable, but when you're talking about the long-term, long-term stability of this club, getting Reese Walsh reps and trying to utilise Tuvasa Shek in the best possible way, there might be a different option there. So, Tigers to win this one. Move on to the second Friday game. It is the Cronulla Sharks hosting the St George Illawarra Dragons from Nitschard Nitscharder Jubilee. For the Sharkies, no changes. So they're one to seventeen. Obviously, they did go down to the Rabbits, but you know they've kept the winning formula there. Sean Johnson is in the reserve, so he's a chance to come into the side, and there will be. A bit of a rotation switch there with either Kennedy, Moylan, or Townsend when that does happen. And for the Dragons, they obviously got hammered during Magic Ground with suspension. So Josh McGuire out for five weeks. Tyrell Fuimo Ono out for five weeks. Michaeli Ravalava out for two weeks. And Tarek Sims one week. So they all uh, have entered early guilty pleas and will miss it. Matt Dufty, honestly the MVP of this Dragon side, also indefinitely with a shoulder injury. They're waiting for scans to see how bad that is. So it's a huge reshuffle here. Cody Ramsey shifts to fullback from the wing. Jordan Pereira takes his spot on the wing. And you've got Max Viegi as the other winger. Billy Burns, back row, moves into the centres uh, to replace Fuimo who was covering there. Jackson Ford and Poasa foil are in the back row. Prop, uh, Jaden Hunt has been named to make his debut from the bench. And he'll obviously join Junior Mone, uh, Cade Ellis and Daniel Alvaro from the bench there. This is a game, you know, they faced off in round one and the the Sharks got up. You know, I think this is a huge, huge loss to have Matt Dufty not playing in this game. I think that the drop-off between a Matt Dufty and a Cody Ramsey at fullback is huge. I've got the Sharks winning this one and I've got it winning comfortably. You know, still a lot of strike in that Dragons pack, you know, Jack Bird, Corey Norman, Ben Hunt. McCulloch and some of those forwards, but to me, Matt Dufty is the thing that makes his team really fly. And you saw when he's out the back sniffing around, throwing those nice cutout balls, getting around the ruck, making those meters. That's when this dragon team rolls. So, you know, Cody Ramsey, I don't I don't really see it. We're gonna see how he goes in his first game there at fullback, but I think it's a huge drop-off. You know, Billy Burns has a very good chance to get found out against a good center Josh Dugan. And, you know, if Wade Graham or Britton Nacora line up on that side, I think there could be a bit of a field day there. So I've got the Sharks winning pretty comfortably, looking probably around that 14 to 16 point mark. For the Sharkies, like I said, it's going to be very interesting to see how they do bring Sean Johnson back into this side. Will Kennedy has had his moments this year, as has Moylan when he's been fit and Chad Townsend. If it comes down to simply, you know, who's there next season, obviously Townsend may make way, but he is, you know, in the leadership group. He is, you know, been one of their better players throughout their run here. So it's going to be interesting because you've got to get Sean Johnson on the park. Looks like they're not going to re-sign him as well next season, but you've got to, you know, they're, they're a chance for the eight. They've got enough quality. You look at that forward pack, especially Tolman, Braley, Woods, Nakora, Graham, Rudolph, you know, off the bench, Wilton, Williams for feet up. There's quality. And in the backs, you know, like we said, Kennedy, Harrodi, who's just come on leaps and bounds this season, Dugan, Chambers, who have come back and he's easing back into his NRL, and Connor Tracy, a surprise packet for the year. This Sharks team should get it done pretty comfortably. And I think we will really see Matt Duffy. And I think it's actually pretty good for Matt Duffy. One of my thoughts in footy and in life, you know, if you're valuable and you miss time, it will really show when you're not there. And I think you're going to see a very different Dragon side coming out here. You just take for granted Matt Duffy. you know, he's never spoken about the best fullbacks in the comp, you know. He's always around when they make the list. He's always around, you know, that 7 to 12 range. But to me... He's now standing footy player, and a lot of clubs who need a fullback should be gunning for him next season if the Dragons do not re-sign him. And I think you're going to see in this game, it's going to be a huge out. Oh, I am surprised Jack Bird didn't move into that fullback slot. They obviously think Cody Ramsey can do a job there, so maybe be interesting at the start of that game if it doesn't go well. I could see that positional switch happen there. I could even see, you know, a Corey Norman moving to the back and Jack Bird moving into the six. There's a couple of different options here. We did speak early on in the season. This Dragons side does have... A lot of fixable parts that can shift in and out of certain positions. You've seen that with Farmer Silly moving into the 13 jersey. So it's going to be interesting. Again, I think the Sharks win pretty comfortably on the back of Mano, Matt Dufty there. Moving on to the first Saturday game, it's the Gold Coast Titans hosting the Canary Bankstown Bulldogs from SeaBus Super Stadium at the Gold Coast. For the Titans, still without Dave Feeder, So Herman Sese and Tyron Peachy have both been suspended through Magic Round. So it seems a slight reshuffle there. Tino Farmer Silly moves from prop to lock. Mo Fodawaker moves from the bench into the starting prop role. And Sam Stone and Aaron Clark are the new faces on the bench. Interesting to note, Ash Taylor has been listed amongst the reserves, returning from a hip injury. So he has a chance to return. And for the Bulldogs, see, uh, Tui Katoa is out. He had a HIA from that Joshua Parley off shot. So Nick, Mooney, Nick Meaney, sorry, moves out uh, to the wing. And they've got a debutant in the centres, Aaron Schopp. So he will make his debut in the centres. Dylan Napa has been named on the bench to return from injury. He had a shoulder complaint there, so Higgy Ogden moves to the reserves. Matt Durie has been promoted to the starting second row. And a very surprised benching in Adam Elliott that we'll talk about in a second. A week away, we got Jeremy Marshall King, Josh, Kennedy, uh, sorry, Josh Jackson, and Jack Hetherington. So they have got some troops coming back, so it'll be very interesting if they can sneak a victory here. Uh, the Bulldogs might be able to get a little bit of a run going here. So, talking about the Titans first in this game... You know, without it was always going to be a tall order without Dave Feeder last week. They got humbled very, very hard against the Panthers in the last game of Magic Round. Nathan Cleary put on a masterclass, a super coach, an NRL masterpiece for the ages. And this Titans side so was never in it. And it's going to be very interesting, you know. You've got the first team in the comp versus the last team in the comp. So they've gone for two extremes here to me. We really need to see the true A.J. Brimson stand up here. Uh, we'll talk about it a bit in the Supercoach podcast because a guy I was extremely high on, a guy who, the way he ended the season on a ball of fire last year, running through the middle, support play, throwing beautiful balls, that was A.J. Brimson. It got him into the Queensland side in that Game 1 at origin. A gun. Obviously got the foot injury. Not sure that's still lingering right now and how much of a of a burden is that on his mind you know there's, doesn't want to get injured again but to me we need to see this true AJ Brimson because right now this Titans team is just lacking you know you look at this you look at this side you know a Brian Kelly and Esau Masters who's coming from the Cowboys a Phil Sammy and a Jamal Fogarty in the backs there is quality you look at the four pack Jared Wallace origin player MoFo origin player Proctor International Tino origin player there's, there's without Dave Fita, there is and Ash Taylor there is still quality so, you really need to see some of their big guns stand up here. I really would love to see a Brian Kelly game where he kind of just demands the ball, takes over, and, you know, does that, you know, six tackle break, three line break type of game because he has it in him. We saw it last year. So, I really want to see that come out of him. And Jamal Fogarty, this is his team. So, he really needs to stand up here. Even if Ash Taylor does return, Jamal showed last season he is the leader of this side and he's the conductor. He really needs to get a role on here. He's obviously got a very good kicking hand. There's no doubting that. I want to see him run the ball more. I want to see him dig into the line. The one thing when you watch his Titans team, you know, a lot of sideways movement, not really penetrating and sticking their nose in the line to get the ball out and create an overlap for one another. It's a lot of passing before the line. A lot easier for the the defense to slide over and shut it down, push them towards the sideline. So really want to see how they can really perform here and come back. So to me, this is going to be the AJ Brimson show. If he can really get it going here, um, that's going to be a huge, huge win for them. And the other guy, just to watch out in this game, I think Mitch Rain will have a great game from dummy half. If there's going to be a game where Mitch Rain's going to really dominate, it's against a tired, not that great four pack from the Bulldogs. That's when he can really lay his platform and Aaron Clark can come on and roll on the back of it. For the Bulldogs, you know, a game they got away last week. They were up by one man, they were up by 10 points, and they still got defeated. So this is going to be a huge test here because. They can really go up to the Gold Coast and win this game. I have no doubt about that. This is a hard game to pick. I thought the Brendan, Wakeham, Jake, Averillo combination was good. I thought Dallin at the back, you know, I'm not the biggest Dallin fan as a fullback, but he did the job there. We're starting to see Nick Kotrick and Will Hoppawadi really come into their own here and, and get, get a bit of rhythm here. Nick Meaney's been a welcome return. But you look at this four-pack. I think they've really found a couple of nice things here. The forward pack is just really, really underrated in my opinion. I was never high on it. It's starting to get there. We're seeing Trent Barrett is starting to pick the players that he really wants to pick in this side. I look at it. A Luke Thompson, I said before the season, you can't judge the end of last season for him. Homesick, quarantine, pandemic. He's come in, a ball on fire. He's one of the best forwards in the game. You know, a Chris Smith has been, you know, he's never going to be in a premiership winning side and, you know, be a center, but he can be a cog for you. He can be a piece. And for Tony has just come on leaps and bounds. You know, he had a couple of flashes last year, has really come into his own this season. That brings us to the bench. Corey Waddell, Adam Elliott, Dylan Napa. These are three guys that the Bulldogs would thought they would have stood up, done a job here, and they have not done that. I am, you know, Cor- Corey Waddell and Dylan Napa, okay. Come to the bench, maybe a bit, some impact off the bench. To me, the Adam Elliott one is shocking. A great 13 last year. Really, really did well at 13. I thought it was one of those guys under the radar, did a job for his team. They moved him into the back row, moved him onto the edge. Started the season pretty well with Kyle Flanagan, but he's just gone missing. And he's, he has a lot of quality. You know, There are a lot of good sides in this comp that would pay good money to get Adam Elliott service and play him in the way. I think he's a middle. Again, this team is a bit hamstrung because they're going to get Josh McGuire big who will come straight back into that 13 role. He can't play on an edge. So it does hamper them of what they can do. So to me, you've got to find a way to integrate Adam Elliott, even if it's for 50 minutes, sniffing around that middle of the ball. We saw him last year, kicks for tries, shifty little footwork and passing around the ruck. That is what Adam Elliott does. He's not going to sit on an edge. There's two different 13s that can go to an edge and how it happens. You know, you look at a Mitch Barnett for the Knights earlier this season. When he went to an edge, I thought his game elevated. I think it's been a regression since he's come back in the middle. More room to attack. He can play the 80. He doesn't have to go through the mountain of work. To me, Adam Elliott is the other way around. He needs to be amongst that work. He can play 80 in the middle. He just needs to be tackling, running. When you put him on an edge, you know, he doesn't look for the ball. He, he needs to get fed the ball. That's not Adam Elliott. He needs to be in the middle of the field. So it's going to be very interesting to see here how he can get on because I think he's a, he's a key part moving forward to this Bulldog side, especially in the years to come. So they've got to find a way to integrate him better into here. How I think this game will go, look, really wanted to pick the Bulldogs. I'm going to pick the Titans in a close one, probably by four points. You know, I don't think it's going to be a high scoring, maybe somewhere around that 18 or 14 type of game. But again, not going to be surprised at all if the Bulldogs get the win here. On to our next game, and we have the second game on Saturday. It is the Sydney Roosters hosting the Brisbane Broncos from the SCG. For the Roosters, coming off an impressive win against the Cowboys in Magic Round. They're able to name an unchanged 17 for the first time in quite a while. They have been ravaged with injury, but they are able to maintain the 17. The only change is Fletcher Baker comes into the reserves. We've still got Boyd Cordner. His name is on the injury list. Looks like round 14 is a reassessment for him. They'll be huge if they can get him back. For the Broncos, Kevy swung the axe again on the million-dollar man Anthony Milford, so he's out. Super League recruit... Albert Kelly, first game in seven years in the NRL, will play at 5'8 next to Tyson Gamble the only other change is uh, last week's 18th man Keenan Uh he will move into the starting second row who is replacing the suspended Jordan Ricky. we've also got David Mead, who comes onto the wing for Corey Oates and we've got Kobe Hetherington uh, so he is a hooker he'll be uh, relieving Danny Levi of his duties on the bench Herbie Farnworth is also out of this game. He pulled up late Wednesday as well with a hamstring tightness. So, Dale Copley moves into the starting 17 and Richie Kenner moves into the reserves. So, this game, look, it's probably going to go the same way as last week. The Roosters should get it done pretty comfortably. Brisbane, you know, again, changing in the, in the halves. Another combination, you know, they've churned through. You know, you've had Croft there, you've had Dearden, Milford. Gamble never got Kelly swapped to our fifth half, uh, slotting in there. So we'll see how he goes next to Tyson Gamble. Herbie Farnworth is a huge loss for them. Uh, so they will ever be able to come in there and do a job. And again, that forward pack, uh, Palacia, You know, there's wraps on him, um, but Bicaru is the is the name on the reserves uh, who I've seen is more tattered from the Bronco fan perspective. So Kirby Hetherington, you know, he, he has also been around that. Um, you know, especially from a super coach perspective as, a, as looking in as a cheapie. So that might be an option uh, for a lot of guys. And it'll be interesting to see how he goes because, you know, Jake Turpin has not been lighting the world on fire. He did have less minutes than Jake Turpin last week. So it'll be very interesting. You know, Pengai Jr. needs to have a huge game this week up against Angus Crichton. If he really wants to stamp his authority, you know, these young edge players really need to play well against the guys um, that they want to try and beat. And that's exactly what this is for Pengai Jr. here. So he has it all in front of him to do. Uh, but to me, uh, Jermaine Osako, you know, he, he is the the engine that makes that team go. In attack, he is always around the ball, always wanting to do stuff, so it's going to be very interesting to see what happens there. From the Roosters' side, again, able to go 1-17. to on Lamb came in a fit very well next to Sam Walker last week, who, look, you know, you can tell he's not 100%, not really running the ball as much as he did in the first couple of games, so hopefully he can get fit and start to do that. Starting to get a little bit of cohesion now. Matt Yacovallu. Slot into that wing very nicely as we thought he all would. And James Tedesco had one of his better games in the season. Really impressed, you know, really took it upon himself to get the ball in his hand, sniff around to play the ball, and really, especially that try assist there to Angus Crichton, he set it up, he knew what he needed to do, there. he busted through some tire tackles, and I expect him to do the same thing, you know, when Lodge and Bullamore and Kennedy really get tired through the middle. I expect Tedesco to really run through. The forward pack for the Roosters, you know, they're doing the job. Ben Marshke, you know, and Adam Kieran are rotating through that hooker. Hargreaves has been huge, you know. I had calls to uh, put him back on the bench when Lindsay Collins was there. Obviously, that did happen, but since Lindsay's gone out, Jared has played very well. Isaac Liu still starting. So it looks like Takiyahu, who is on the bench again, is just not pulling up well from that rib injury. You know, that cartilage injury can linger for weeks and weeks. So it'll be interesting to see how how long until he's back to full fitness in the starting in the, start of the side. And in the back row of Croydon, Tupanua and Radley, you know, one of the better ones in the comp with Boyd Corden to return, hopefully. Rooster should get done pretty comfortably here. Sam Walker playing against his former team or the team that should have signed him in the Brisbane Broncos. This could be the Sam Walker, James Desco. show. they haven't really had a game this year where both of them are firing at the same time. Could very well be this game. So I'm very much looking forward to seeing if they can get a bit of a combination running and to see how Lachlan Lamb slots in as the three playmakers on the field there. If To put a result on this one, look, I think Roosters will do it pretty comfortably. I could see this easily going 20+. plus. Just the Roosters at the SEG. This Bronco side chopping and changing. You know, Robo versus Kevin Walters. It all points to a, a Roosters quite easy win here. Move on to the last game on Saturday. That would be the Canberra Raiders hosting the in Melbourne Storm from GIO Stadium in Canberra. For the Raiders, Ricky Stewart has been forced into a couple of changes. He's got some suspensions to Jack Wyden, Josh Pabliti, and Josh Hodgson. So veteran playmaker Sam Walker is the new 5'8". Dynamis Louie moves from lock to prop. And we got Brad Schneider, who is named to come off the bench here in place of Hodgson. We've got Hudson Young who moves from the interchange bench into the 13, and Ryan Sutton is on the bench after returning from an elbow injury. Joe Tarpanay, Jordan Rapana, Sia Soliola are at least another week away from suspension. Jared Croker has been uh, sidelined indefinitely. He uh, recovered from his shoulder injury, but looks like he has now got a knee issue that has been lingering, so extended time on the pine for him. And... Uh, I'll keep mentioning it because I think it's a huge out. Charles clock clockstad still at least five weeks away as per reports and cannot come back soon enough. For the Storm, Ryan Pappenhausen returned last week, only lasted about the 11-minute mark and uh, out with a head knock, so he is missing this week. It would have been a six-day turnaround, so pretty safe for Melbourne to keep him out there. So Nick O'Hines uh, returns to the fullback jersey. Chris Lewis is the surprise choice to partner Jerome Hughes in the halves, uh, but do have a look that even though Riley Jackson has dropped out of the 21, you got Cooper Jones who's in the 21, so could easily see him switch into the 6 jersey at some stage. We've got Brandon Smith returning from his suspension, and just in the right time, as Tyson Smoothie played very well, has a PCL injury, so he is out. And that will push Ken Bromage back into the second row as he's preferred. The Storm have, of course, scored 40 points or more in the last in 6 of the last 7 games, and Adokar a ridiculous 9 from 2. From two. This game, you know, the way that the Melbourne Storm have been going and the way the Camber Raiders have been going, this looks like it should go one way. The Camber Raiders always play Melbourne tough, but there's too many outs. This should be a pretty comfortable victory again for Melbourne here. The emergence of Nico Hines has been a real, real standout. You know, Rapport said they're going to have to struggle to keep him now. Brisbane looking to make a big offer for Nico Hines. He's just filled in so well, and you can tell he's definitely come from the Billy Slater school of fullback you can tell, you know, drink water. Pappenhausen, uh, Hughes, Hines—they they all have that, you know—they got that pass-first instincts. They got that run. Inst- they just got, you know, they're, they're the complete players. And Nico Hines has been a joy to watch, you know, coming exactly like Pappenhausen did last year, off the bench, off the bench, slowly get work his way into the side and become a superstar. So he had an outstanding game last week, and again, I expect it no different this week. I don't think Chris Lewis will end up in the six. I'd be surprised if that is the final way this shakes out you know the Ake could pull something weird you know he he does like to go you know the conventional wisdom would be Cooper Jones moves into the six jersey but they could do something you know like a Tom Eisen who's a six or a Chris Lewis at six and not really be a six and just have everything go through Jerome Hughes and Brandon Smith so I could definitely see that happening there the forward pack is you know we talked about the Raiders forward pack in the preseason to me Melbourne's are still one of the best and one of the most classy in the comp. Just looking at it here, Jesse Bromwich, Christian Welch and the cheese up front with Kafusi, Bromwich and Finucane at the back. Outstanding stuff, you know. No Harry Grant, at least another week away from his return as well as Cam Munster. But they'll keep rolling here. Ado George Jennings, who has been, again, the George Jennings, Rima Smith side. You know, they were both not there last year. People wondered how Vinavalu and Brenko Lee, who's not there right now and who has signed or looking to sign elsewhere next season, they've been able to sort straight in there. And then obviously when Car leaves next year, you got a guy by the name of Xavier Coates moving into that five jersey. So the good teams do what good teams do. They replenish well, they sign well and they get the best out of players. And, you know, when you look at the back, you know, if you looked at this two years ago even and so "Well, Nico Hines, George Jennings, Remus Smith, Justin Olam as the one to four, you would have thought Melbourne's probably missing the eight or not going as flash as they are. But Truth be told, the way that they're playing this season and the way Jerome Hughes has really stepped up in the playmaking responsibility, they're easily one of the form teams, in the compound, one of the better versions of Melbourne in the past four years. Moving to the Raiders side, look, you know, again they they were able to get out of get out of jail there against the Bulldogs. I really like uh, Valame coming into this side. I think he's just you know a ball of energy and really complements. You know, Curtis Scott on that edge. Sam Williams has just been perennially underrated and is such a good third option as a half in a club. You know, he'll come in and do a job, no problem there. And you look at this forward pack, you know, Ryan Sutton coming back is a huge win. Um, and, you know, Dynamis Louis played a huge factor with them last year. I thought it was pretty interesting at the start of the year, Dynamis Louis got shoved all the way to reserve grade. You know, there was obviously a lot of talent in this Canberra forward pack, but Dynamis Louis is just one of those glue guys. And, you know, you don't always have to put your most talented 17 on the park. It does help, obviously. But, you know, when the difference between, you know, some plays is very minor, the, the glue and the leadership and the... You know, the continuity also plays a part there. So I think Dinamos will have a really good impact there uh, in the 8 jersey. Goula opposite him, you know, it's it's two two guys that just get the, get up, get a quick play of the ball, and try and punch the head through the line. Starling should get an extended run here with Schneider coming in on Debu. So Tom Starling should be the vocal point in attack. And you know, I like Hudson Young coming into the 13, you know. He'll be able to come in there, he'll be able to stake a claim there while Tarpani is out for at least another week and can show what he'll do there. But again, to me, this side, is, it, it runs through, so much through clocks and it's such a huge injury. It's such a thing that, you know, a lot of people were like, well, look, they signed Caleb Aikens. Alba Hoppawadi, who they signed, is back probably within a week or two. So they've got some options there. But I think we've seen the class of chance as a player and I've definitely underrated that injury when it first happened. But within a game or two, you kind of saw it's exactly the type of player that Canberra need to really let this engine go. And Ricky Stewart, you know, has a very professional outfit down there. But, you know, taking out a player like that, it's always interesting. But I'm very interested to see George Williams here. There's no Jack Wyden, there's no George Hodgson so George Williams becomes the primary playmaker. Sam Williams will be complimentary to him, but this will be the George Williams show, and it's going to be very interesting to see because himself and Tom Starling last year had a very nice combination towards the end of the season. So very interesting to see those two guys. I think, you know, again, I don't think they're going to win, but if they do push this close, it will be definitely be on the back of those two with a couple of the forwards really rolling forward here. But our prediction... I think Melbourne goes over the 30 points again. I think they do it pretty comfortably. Something around the score of 34-12. to Um, I think it could be at least a 20 point there. Again, they do play close, but I think Melbourne's just in that kind of rich vein of form and Canberra's still trying to find themselves a little bit here, especially with some of the suspensions there. Move on to the first Sunday game. It's a belter. This is a great Sunday. If you're talking about just a Sunday Arvo or footy, you know, going to a mate's house or going to the pub, you're probably not doing much better than this uh, to start the season. So the first game from Apex, Overland, Dubbo. Really lucky that we're taking a lot of games to the country this year. The South Sydney Rabbitohs hosting. The Penrith Panthers. You know, the Panthers looking for 11 in a row. The Rabbits looking to bounce back. Got a couple of troops back. So looking at the team list here, Latrell Mitchell is obviously the huge in retaining the number one jersey, coming back from suspension. That moves Cody Walker back into the 5'8 slot and Benji Marshall back to his bench utility role. Josh Mansour is back from a hamstring injury, so that means Tane Milne drops out of the 21 altogether. And Jacob Host uh, returns uh, on the interchange bench at the expense of uh, Hame Sells. And we've also got Jed Kyra who's dropping out uh, to let Benji Marshall go there. So looking at the Panthers side here, got Kirk Cable back. He's back from a head knock, so he'll return into the second row. That pushes Leah Martin back to the interchange bench, And Jamin Hoopgood, Uh he'll move into the reserves. Again, Matt Burton stays as a center. So Paul Momorowski has to have another week in the reserve grade while Matt Burton does his thing in the centers. And Leota and Edwards did escape uh, suspension from their dangerous contact charge. This will be a belter. You know, a lot of people will be easily tipping the Panthers, and uh, form does dictate that the Panthers will get up, and I do think they will. But I think this will be closer than a lot of people think. I think um, you saw in the in the final last year. It's a it's a the Rabbitohs at full strength do a couple of things that the, that does trouble the Panthers a little bit. You know, if Damien Cook can get a little bit of a running game out of dummy half, that will always help. You know, a, a little darty hooker does give the Panthers quite a bit of trouble. When you look at a big, strong fullback like Latrell Mitchell, who, you know, if Nathan Cleary and Jerome Lewis giving perfect... Uh, pinpoint kicks to the corner, you need strong returns. And when you look at the back three of Latrell Mitchell, Alex Johnson, and Josh Mansell, they can do that. Uh, You know, they get pinned down, you know, eight meters out from their line. A couple of their backs, you know, even a Dane Gay guy can get in there and make a good eight meters and get them, you know, at least to the 30 on fourth tackle where they can have a bit of a run there. So just in those two things there, you know, the four-pack, there's not going to be many four-packs that can really neutralize and level out the Panthers. But I think it's definitely the back three, and a dummy half that can give um, the Panthers trouble again. I think the Panthers will win, and I think they will win pretty comfortably. Um, when I say comfortable, I think it'll be similar to it will only be you know uh, zero to ten margin, but shouldn't be troubled and shouldn't fall behind here. But Latrell Mitchell, he's been on the sidelines. Obviously, had that bit of a brain snap to get suspended like he did, but he should be raring to go here. He was the form player of the comp when he was suspended. I think there was not many people that would doubt that. And, you know, this is a prime spot for him to come back here. Cody Walker moving back into the 6 next to Adam Reynolds, who, you know, came back early from his thumb injury. Another week to heal that should help him out there. So, for the Bunnies, you know, no Care Murray. That obviously hurts. If Care Murray was playing in this game and Campbell Graham, I would feel a lot better. But just in terms of the rest of this team, there is quality there to try and cause an upset here. Benji Marshall moved back into his 14 role. Can stay there till you know that 55 minute mark and inject himself in the last 20, the last quarter of a game to try and turn the tide. Um, so it's all there for the rabbits, you know. If they come in and just try and ambush the Panthers from the start, if they can hang tough through a half, get into the second half and see what happens, you know, I'm not going to rule it out, but I think the Panthers will make it 11 in a row here. When you look at that Panthers side again, the four pack will roll Nathan Cleary, Jerome Luai. and you know, you look at a Brian Totall last week was very quiet, you know, when you look at all the backs. Chains, uh sorry, Staines, Crichton, uh, and Edwards were the big ones. You know, Burton and Toll had a pretty quiet game on that edge, so I do expect them, as well as Kickard, Kickard, to have a big game here, and they can really attack back to the left hand side to really target Braden Burns and Josh Mansell and try and put some pressure on that new combination there. So Panthers by let's say ten, let's say something around the around the you know twenty six to sixteen mark, uh, but Pan- Panthers to make it eleven in a row here. And to me, the game of the round. Finishing up at Bankwest Stadium, the Parramatta Eels hosting the Manly Sea Eagles. For the Parramatta Eels, uh, just the one change. So Joey Lussie comes onto the interchange bench for Ray Stone. So the first time we've seen a, a designated dummy half on the bench. So it looks like the Reed Marnie eight minutes. It's about that time of the season where Reed Marnies might need a rest. Look, there's a lot of rumour he may be playing Origin this year to, uh, as a backup to Harry Grant on the bench. So, you know, this is Brad Arthur's turn to really now get Joey Lussick a couple of runs just in case they're going to need him, give Marnie a rest. That's what a lot of para fans were hoping for, to, you know, keep keep Marnie fresh for the end of the year when we do need him. So, a big in there, I think. We've still got Maradona near Corey and Dylan Brown suspended, so they will be back soon. So, Wonga Blake and Jacob Arthur retain their spots. Moving to the Manly side... Kieran Foran is the forced out with a broken hand, so Cade Cust moves from the interchange bench to the 6th, so they've left Josh Schuster on the edge with uh, Curtis Siernan at least a week away. Well, actually, just reading here now, Dylan, Dylan Walker and Curtis Siernan have been pushed back to round 14, so they're at least 4 weeks away. So that Curtis Siernan one looked like it was going to be sooner, but they pushed him back, so there's no rush there. I think they've seen what Josh Schuster's doing on that edge and they're enjoying it, so they're not going to rush him back there. Marnie Tepau has been named a prop and Sean Kemp- Kepi back to the bench, but they have had a couple of match day shenanigans where they've been switching them back and forth. Zach Sadler is the new man on the bench uh, to cover the Cade Cust into the starting lineup there. This is a great game. This is, you know, Manly and Parramatta always do play each other well. Tommy Turbo's Manly team, you know, firing. Um, again, to me, put the best fight against the Panthers all season. Um, and Parramatta, you know have won 9 of their first 10, they're at home, starting to get a bit of form here again, you know, that every time you think Parramatta, you know, starting to slip or they've got a bit of a shoddy performance, you know, a really strong starter last week, let the Warriors back in or finish strong, this is just going to be an outstanding game, I think definitely the battle of the number 1s and the 7s will get it done here, you are two number 6s who haven't really played regular first grade, in the case of Jacob Arthur, not really at all. Cust. who has been playing a lot of dummy half this season, off the bench in limited minutes. So they kind of cancel each other out, in my opinion. But Mitch Moses versus Cherry Evans, Gutherson versus Turbo is where this will get one. Wingers who like to finish. Sevo focus on the parameter. Saab Garrick for Manly. Centers who like to get involved and get really and you know solid defensively in some aspects, but also you know in attack have a bit of brilliance. So you look at Opaček and Parker, kind of similar players. Wonga Blake, Morgan Harper, similar players. And then you look to the forward pack. You know, Parramatta on paper has it here. You know, you think Papali, Madison, Brown, um, campbell Giller, Paulo, But, you know, Paseca, Tapao, Schuster, uh, Torojevic, you know. Guys have been doing a job. Kepi uh, simply on the bench for Manly. This is just an outstanding game all around. And, you know, what a way to end the round with these two games. Look, a really tough one. Right now, I'm leaning Manly. Um, Like I said, as a Parameter fan, we always play Manly close. um, And especially the way that the form that Manly's in, I can only judge it from. They beat the teams in front of them, they've been smashing the teams under them, and they versed the best team in the comp who's on 10 straight. And there were a couple of moments where some Panthers fans probably got there, you know, a little bit tight in terms of watching that game and, you know, oh, what's happening here? So. I, I, I like this spot for Manly to come into Bank West and really try and jump Parramatta, who has been really starting games really well this season, so I honestly do think it's going to come down to the king games of the seven, and the running games of the ones. That that, that, that to me, is how it's going to be. Scoreline, look, I think there's going to be some some attacking footy in here. I could see a finish around that 28-24. I've got Manly penciled in, but later in the week I'll probably be changing it to my team back to the eels and riding that out, but... An outstanding Sunday to finish it off. You know, there are some good games this week. Um, a lot of force changes due to suspension and some injury. So, I think it's going to be I think it's gonna be a really good week of footy, you know. I said it last week on the review pod. Magic round was a good round of footy, but there wasn't that marquee matchup to really get your teeth into. I think there's a couple this week. Warriors, Tigers, I do like that. Titans, Dogs, for what that is, I think it's going to be good. You know, Raiders, Storm, just to see the Raiders, you know, always play that team well. And then the last two games of the round... Rabbits, Panthers, Eels, Manly. I think they're going to be belters. So that that's the round 11 uh, preview, guys. We'll be back later in the week, like I said. Got a little bit of origin stuff for the Queensland side. We'll have Johnny back on for the five-round check-in for, Rhett, for the next block of Super Coach. And again, I am working on a couple of things. Really want to try and get as much material out there. Really been enjoying talking to the footy, talking to the guys so whatever you guys think at the socials, at the end or rewind, Facebook and Instagram. Send a message if you have any ideas or any 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 topics or conversations you want me to sink my teeth into and have a chat about. So thanks for listening guys. Have a great day and hear from you soon. Cheers.